Welcome back to the Redefining Anger podcast. I'm your host, Kimberly Roy, a self-motivated force turned recovering perfectionist. After experiencing the traumatic and sudden loss of my father, turning to anger as a form of protection while living in a state of survival, and facing the wake-up call that I needed nearly two years later, I found community and began a journey of growth and deep internal healing. I'm on a mission to normalize feeling. I believe that getting quiet with yourself and really feeling what needs to be felt is the key to building a relationship of trust and self-respect with yourself. I created this space to vulnerably share my journey with you, how I'm learning to navigate life after loss, and how feeling alive and abundant is still possible. I believe in the power of sharing our stories, and my hope is that my story can empower you to navigate yours. I'm so glad you're here. Dear body, I see you. I may not like you much these days, but I see you. I know I judge you. Every day I judge you. I critique you. I wonder why you are not the same, how fast you changed. I wonder why you are letting me down. But I know that this judgment is something deeper. This judgment comes from within. You have been through so much over the last five or so years. And here you are, strong, capable, and supporting me every day. You have never left my side, despite my judgments. And you never judge me back. I am learning to love you as you are now. I am learning to support you as you have with me. You may look different, but you are still you, my ally, my confidant, my one and only vessel. Before we dive into today's episode, I'm looking for high-achieving, driven, ambitious, and successful women business owners who want to grow their reach and make a bigger impact, but may not have the time or energy they'd like to dedicate into doing so themselves. If that's you, I've got just what you need. I offer personalized pitching services guaranteed to help you attract qualified clients, build authentic relationships and connections in your business, and be seen and known as a thought leader. My sustainable and aligned strategic approach will get you booked on podcasts, speaking gigs, articles, workshops, and more to help you meet your goals and business needs. I'm currently offering an introductory rate for a limited number of spots for a limited amount of time. If you've been wanting to increase your visibility, don't wait. These spots will fill up quickly. Reach out to me on Instagram at running on grit that's running dot on dot grit or by email running on grit at gmail.com and there's no periods there running on grit at gmail.com and let's chat i want to help you grow your business all right let's dive in into today's episode All right, so I am talking about something a little bit different today. I am sharing something that's a little vulnerable. It's not something that I really speak of all that often, but it is very much a part of my journey, and I want to share it with you. What is body love? What is body acceptance? 
this is something that I've been asking myself a lot lately. And I feel like this means something different for everybody. Um, You can obviously look up the definition of body love, body acceptance on Google, and it, it has a very specific meaning. But at the core of it, everybody has their own perspective of it. Everybody looks at themselves differently. Everybody feels differently about themselves. And we all look at other people differently. Let's be honest. We cast judgments on other people all the time, subconsciously or not. And so what does it mean? What does body love mean? What does body acceptance mean? I've really been evaluating this for myself uh, because of what I've been going through. And let me preface this by saying that I am damn proud of my health and fitness journey over the last decade. I have made such significant progress over time with my physical health and even now um, in the last couple of years tapping into my emotional, mental, and spiritual health. But despite the progress I've made, loving and accepting my body has always been a challenge. So let me share a little story. I have always been, or I shouldn't say I've always been, I've always struggled with body image for myself. Even as a young child, I was chubby. Um, I would even go as far as to say I was a little overweight. And I say that now because I know that I had unhealthy eating habits. Um, at the time it was easy to pass it off as, oh, baby weight. It's just baby weight that you still have. Right. But it was, it was definitely more than that. Um, and so it's something that I struggled with and even, you know, in school, going to school because of that weight, I know that I was judged by my classmates, not that they ever really said anything to me, but I was treated differently. I wasn't, quote unquote, the popular kid. Um, it, it, you know, it, it's just, and, and this isn't what this episode is about, but I want to preface this because my thoughts and my vision of myself, my perspective of myself, my body image body love, body acceptance truly started at a very young age because of that. And um, so I remember, <laughs> um, gosh, so I, I was definitely chubby well into fifth grade. And then in my s- sixth grade, I remember entering um sort of like a fitness or a health routine in our household. And what I mean by that is my father had a heart attack. He had a mild heart attack at that point. And I remember him taking uh, some drastic uh, changes and implementing some changes in our household um, with health and fitness, uh, you know, specifically down to what we would eat and um and he started walking daily and I'm an only child and so and I was always a daddy's girl and so I would join him I would start walking with my dad and we would walk and walk every day and it was such a it was such a a bonding time together and I genuinely enjoyed that time with him 
and we walked. We walked a lot. And because he instilled healthier habits in the household, naturally that trickled down to me, right? So I would start eating a lot of the same things that he was eating. So we were overall eating healthier as a family. And I lost, I remember the summer from fifth grade to sixth grade, I lost, I lost about 30 pounds. I lost a significant amount of weight for a young child because I was, I was chubby. I was overweight. And so going back to school was a shock for all of my classmates. And It was just interesting to see things change, things shift. All of a sudden, I was a little more accepted. Um, And so I naturally started feeling a little bit better about myself. But I remember being in gym class and being called out by my gym teacher in front of everybody in the class. I remember this clear as day like it was yesterday. And she literally asked me, are you sick? And I couldn't understand what she meant by that question initially, but it did not take me long to realize that she was referring to my weight loss. She obviously was asking out of concern, but the approach that she took was, it left a lot to be desired, of course. And her question of, are you sick, was implying that perhaps I had some kind of of an eating disorder because of my significant weight loss over that summer. I remember um, running home that day because I I, I would walk uh, to and from home because I did not live far. So rather than taking the bus, I I opted to walk. It was just like literally a block away. I remember running home in tears and I felt defeated. I was like, you know, I'm not accepted if I'm chubby and I'm not accepted if I'm at the acceptable weight that everybody wants me to be at. So what is it going to take to be accepted? And that was incredibly heartbreaking for me as a child. Um, I also had some family members, um, not my parents. I just want to make that clear. Not my parents. My parents did not necessarily push me into anything that I did not want to do. Um, But I had some family members that, encouraged me to play sports because oh if you play sports you can stay fit and that was what I realized I needed to do at that time was oh if I want if I want to maintain this weight loss I need to stay active I need to play sports I did not have a desire in me ever to play sports but I did and I did it to stay active do I regret it now no I don't But because I didn't necessarily have the desire to play sports, I wasn't great at it. So I was never the starter. I was always the one on the bench. I barely got playing time. So that was like another struggle in the acceptance realm for me. Okay, fast forward, graduate high school, I go into college, I am thin, I am petite, because I'm, I'm also quite short. So for those of you who don't actually know me, I'm not even five feet tall, I can't even claim that I am 4'11. So I'm very, very petite. So I go into college, and I'm, I'm fit, I'm, I'm tiny. And, um, but you know, as the saying goes, right, that freshman 15, well, that freshman 15 turned into like freshman 20, freshman 30. It didn't take long for me to put on the weight that I had lost as a child. And 
I was kind of in denial because I didn't want to believe it. I still wanted to believe that I was the small, thin, framed girl that started college. But the reality is by the time I graduated college, I was heavier again. And that weight just continued to increase. So when I met my husband now, I met him over um, a decade ago. So 11 years ago this year, actually. Um, well, I didn't actually meet him then. I, we knew each other as kids, but that's a whole other story. But when we, when we started seeing each other, um, you know, about 11 years ago, we, you know, we, we both love food. And so again, the weight did not necessarily plateau, right? It just kind of kept going up. And I remember expressing some concern to my doctor because I knew that I could not stay on this trajectory, but I was on, I was in such denial that I was like, but I don't eat bad, but I don't eat bad. And I remember her saying to me, Kim, you're on a trajectory of 10 pounds a year in weight gain. She's like, you really can't stay down this path. And, um, but I was just like, but I don't eat bad, but I don't eat bad. I don't understand Well, I now realize that, of course, I did not have healthy eating habits at all, at all. And so my husband and I entered onto a health and fitness journey together. Um, So this was about a decade ago now. And, um, And we haven't looked back. We have not looked back. We both educated ourselves on healthy, wholesome nutrition to ensure that we are eating the right foods in the right quantities and then you know also implementing an active lifestyle that is when I started running that's when I became a runner um, and that's when I really just found so much joy in running and really just a love for fitness I don't move my body today to stay fit, I move my body today for my overall well-being because I now have a different perspective on it. I now have a different mindset about it. I move my body for my overall health because I genuinely enjoy it. It keeps me sane. It keeps the stress down. And it's just also so good for your mental health as well. So when we entered that fitness journey, it... Um, you know, it didn't take too long to start shedding that weight that I had gained. And I have proudly have been able to keep it off and to be healthy and fit for the last, you know, nine, eight to nine years. And I'm just so proud of myself. And I'm proud too, from the perspective that because we lead this healthy lifestyle, and that's what it is now. It's a, it's a lifestyle. This is not it's it's you know we created habits for for ourselves over time and these habits became our lifestyle so this is truly a lifestyle for us now there's no looking back um and because we lead a healthy lifestyle we can proudly trickle that down to our daughter and hopefully our future children if we have if we're blessed to have any um so that's a little background for you on how far I've come and and why this has been such a journey for me even from my childhood okay fast forward now to last year last June 
of 2022, I had my IUD pulled out because my husband and I have a desire to grow our family. And I knew that, you know, there was a chance that getting off of birth control could um, impact my weight. I didn't know to what degree. I just knew that it could. And um, it was probably within that first month of having my IUD pulled out that I just started having so many changes in my body that it, it, it was like overnight. It just seemed like overnight. It was like, who are you? I would look in the mirror and I'm like, I don't even recognize you anymore. So I experienced unexplained weight gain significant mood swings, extreme fatigue, like literal exhaustion day to day. It didn't matter how much sleep I got, what I did for my self-care, just like extreme exhaustion. Same with like the mood swings. Um, and there, you know, there were other, some other symptoms that I won't get into um, in this episode, but yeah, just some significant, significant changes in my body. And so needless to say, I really like have not felt great for like a year because I mean I'm recording this in the very end of April 23 so we're approaching a year uh, just short of a year and so it's been literally an emotional mind fuck like I can't even explain the discomfort I felt in my own body my weight gain fortunately plateaued at 10 pounds I have not gained any more than that but here's the thing is at a, I'm like I said I'm very petite so at such a short stature even just five pounds is significant for me it's noticeable in my clothes it's noticeable in how I feel it's noticeable when I look at myself in the mirror perhaps it's not noticeable to anybody else but it's very noticeable to me so add another five on top of that and now it's like okay I'm 10 pounds in, I'm only 20 pounds away from the overall weight loss that I needed to lose um, when I started my health journey or that I did lose, I should say. So it's, it's scary, right? So I'm very fortunate that I plateaued at the 10 pounds, but it's, it's there and it's, it's having an emotional, um, an emotional impact on me. Um, It's fucking with my mindset significantly. And You know, it's so interesting to me because I look at where I was at a year ago before I had my IUD pulled out and I look at my body then, I look at pictures and I'm like, man, I would fucking give anything, anything to have her back. But at that time, I still was not accepting my body then, even though I felt good I was not accepting my body then. So that's also an emotional mindfuck because now that I look look at things and I can look back and I look at where I'm at now and it's like, will there ever be a day that I can accept my body? Will there ever be a day that I can love my body? And, um, and, I, I, and the answer truly is I don't know, but I'm working on it. I am learning to accept myself. I'm learning to love myself. But this goes deep. This goes deep. And why does it go deep? It goes deep because unconsciously 
and I say unconsciously because I know that the values that were instilled in me as a child were not done necessarily intentionally. Everybody had, um, you know, like they, they, they were doing so out of the kindness of their heart, right? So my gym teacher expressing concern with my weight loss, you know, some of the family members really encouraging me to play sports, right? So I could stay fit and stay thin um, <clears throat> and all of that. <clears throat> but these values were instilled in me at such a young age of, oh, I need to be fit to be accepted. I need to be small to be accepted. Um, and even then, it's like, even then there's still judgments, right? Because, oh, look at her weight loss. Is she sick? Um, do we need to be concerned there? So where I'm getting at here is there's a lot of childhood trauma that originated with my body acceptance and my body love. This comes from my childhood, and so now my inner child in me, now that I'm experiencing these changes in my body again, it's kind of like deja vu, right? My inner child is coming up and the emotions that are coming up with that of I'm not good enough, um, I'm not fit, what are people going to think of me, what are people going to perceive Um here I am leading this healthy lifestyle and yet I can't even lose 10 pounds that I gained. How could I even allow myself to gain weight? All of these things are coming up for me. And this is what's eating me alive at my core. And so it's like I said, it's really, really been so challenging for me with all of these changes that are going on in my body. And so I decided to start educating myself. I'm like, okay, let me learn more beyond nutrition, beyond fitness. So I started tapping into cycle syncing. I'm like, well, maybe my body just needs a little more TLC. Maybe I need to learn more about each phase of my cycle so that I can give my body what it needs and treat it the way it needs to be treated in accordance with each phase of my cycle. Because some phases, for those of you who do cycle syncing, you'll you'll know what I'm talking about here. But each phase is different. Each phase has different needs. Some phases we have more energy than others. So we can be more active in those phases. And then other phases we have less energy. So we really need to take more time to rest. Um, there's different foods and different types of foods that you can eat to give your body what it needs to um, for its production during each phase of the cycle. So I started educating myself down that road. That led me to educating myself about uh, birth control because that's when I started learning about birth control and how birth control can have some implications on your body. It is not talked about um, because birth control is kind of like that band-aid I feel that's used so often of like, oh, you have acne, let's get you on birth control. Oh, you you have cramps from your period, let's get you on birth control. Oh, you've got this, let's get you on birth control. And so often birth control is prescribed and not necessarily for actual birth control. And so anyway, it's just not necessarily talked about the implications that it can have and that it frequently has on our bodies is not really talked about. So when I started educating myself on that, I started realizing that, oh man, 
I might actually have a hormonal imbalance because a lot of the symptoms I was experiencing was directly associated or very similar to symptoms that could be related to a hormonal imbalance. So taking what I'm learning, I went to see my OBG and I went there to talk about the symptoms I was feeling to discuss the possibility of a hormonal imbalance and to, um, to get some blood work. I really wanted to have some blood work done so that I can kind of get a pulse check on where I'm at with my hormones. And as it would have it, I was dismissed because Western medicine doesn't really care about the holistic approach. They are educated more on what can we do to help you with your specifically with your symptoms. Is there a prescription of some kind that we can provide you? And I'm not a medical expert, so I really want to put that out there. I'm far from being a medical expert. I am just speaking from my own personal experience and what I have been learning. So I was dismissed. And really, the answer that I was given was, well, here's what we can do for you. I mean, it was like really a pull to get the blood work done to begin with. They really didn't want to do it. And because they knew that I really wanted to get pregnant again. And they were like, well, really, if you have a hormonal imbalance, there's not much we can do for you. The best that we can do for you is put you back on birth control um, to balance it out, which I was like, no, F that. That's not happening. I'm not slapping a Band-Aid on what I'm going through right now because I know that I'm in this predicament likely because of this birth control. Um, And then they also threw out putting me on antidepressants. And I'm not dissing antidepressants, but that was, again, a band-aid for the symptoms I was feeling. And so I was like, no, this, that's, that's unacceptable. So I, I literally demanded blood work and I walked out of there telling them, I am feeling very discouraged. I came here for help and you're basically telling me that I am fine. You're telling me that because I have a regular occurring period that there's nothing wrong with me. So my symptoms and the concern that I had for my weight gain, my mood swings, my fatigue, all of that was completely dismissed. I left there feeling like, am I fucking crazy? Am I making this up? So I started doing more research on the socials, looking around, and I started learning more about the holistic approach. Um, There are hormone consultants out there that really do look specifically, they run testing, they look specifically at that. And it is much more of a holistic approach. Um, The problem, and I don't want to say the problem, but it's not Western medicine, right? So health insurance doesn't cover that. So I really delayed even looking at that as an option for me until I really was like, okay, I've reached rock bottom. I'm tired of feeling like shit. And also I was not getting pregnant. And I know that a hormonal imbalance can also impact fertility. So I was like, I I need to look at this. Like I need to look into this. I need to figure out what the fuck is going on with my body. So I finally decided to invest money, time, and energy into a hormone consultant. And let me tell you what, I have zero regrets in doing that. Because my eyes have been significantly opened. I ran through some testing, some, some you know, 
uh, some very, very specific testing. And I learned that I do very much have a hormonal imbalance. And I'm not going to get into the science of it. Um, because like I said, I'm not a medical expert and I do, I'm not even going to (laughs) attempt to regurgitate all that I've learned, but ultimately I do have a hormonal imbalance and yes, birth control does have, um, a play at that for sure, because birth control is a stress on your body. Birth control, what that does is it really, um, it basically stops your hormones from functioning the way that it needs to. It suppresses your hormones from functioning the way that it needs to. So when you get off of birth control, now your body's all kind of like, well, what the fuck is going on? And it's working in overtime to try to go back to its normal functions. And so ultimately what's happening is that's a stress on your body. But I'm also learning that all the stresses of life can also be a stress on your body. So what I mean by that is the passing of my father unexpectedly, traumatically, the birth of my child, pregnancy, breastfeeding, um, a change in jobs when I was in the midst of like literal delivery. Um, I mean, just so many stressors, right, have happened in my life over the last few years and ultimately causing stress on my body. And so we often hear of burnout as like high achieving people. And I'm going to say women, but I know this happens to men too. High achieving women um, who are push, 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 push to make it happen in their jobs, in their careers, as a mother, as a wife, whatever it may be, push, push, push to make it happen because we culturally feel like that is the expectation set on us, that we just have to do it all. And so we push, we push, we push, and we don't listen. We don't listen to when our body is telling us we're tired. We don't listen to what our bodies need. And so we end up in burnout. Well, that is ultimately what's happening to my body. My hormonal imbalance and all the implications that's happening internally is burnout. And so because of all of these stressors on my body, this is where I'm at right now. And so I am on a protocol with my hormonal consultant to work through reversing what's happened on my body. And here's where I want to drill home the point here that yes, There is, you know, some changes in my nutrition I need to make. Yes, there is some changes in my physical activity I need to make. There are some supplements that I'm taking. But a large, large, large part of this is my inner leadership. And what I mean by that is my mindset, my emotional, mental, and spiritual well-being. Because any emotions that we have that are left unprocessed are stored in our bodies and those ultimately are shown to us in the form of symptoms and so when we are stressed when we are in high stress or we're in high fatigue because we're pushing 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 and we we know we're near burnout but we might be like high functioning we're not doing our bodies any justice we're not doing our overall well-being any justice and so what I'm learning here is that Health and fitness is more than food. 
It's more than exercise. There is like fucking science behind this with how our bodies actually function internally right down to our hormones. And so the depth of what I'm learning right now is mind-blowing to me, truly. And this is why I've really been thinking a lot lately of what is body love? What is body acceptance? Because I'm realizing that I'm, I'm learning a new perspective. I have a new perspective now. And body love and body acceptance really do have a whole new meaning to me. And so the results that you want to see in your body really start in your mind. We have to get our minds right and we have to get a hold of our emotions and allow our emotions to be felt. And we have to take fucking care of ourselves. Because if we don't, we can absolutely jeopardize our overall health. And so it's so fascinating to me that I can look in the mirror with disgust, even though I know how hard my body is working right now to support me because of the stress it has endured from my childhood all the way to now. And so my inner child is coming up now because like I said, it's like deja vu, right? All of those feelings are coming back up. And so what I'm doing is I'm working on giving my inner child permission to accept herself. And I'm learning to love my body where it's at now. And I'm learning to accept myself where it's at now. And so rather than allow that anger to trickle up and all of these limiting beliefs to trickle up of I'm not good enough, I can do more, I should be doing more, like what the hell is going on, I'm choosing to have a little more grace, have a little more self-compassion because I am now treating my body differently because I'm educating myself and I can see that there's so much more to our overall health than just what's on the surface. And I just think that that's such an important, important point to drive home. We always say, oh, it's not about the number on the scale. It's, it's about how we feel. And my limiting belief was, well, if I wait until I feel good, I might be waiting a while. And so I'm changing the script on that. And I am telling myself, you're working on it, Kim. You're working on feeling good because you are now treating your body exactly with what it needs. So what I need to do is also give it the love and the respect that it deserves for working so hard to support me every day, to stay by my side, and to never judge me back. Your body is the most amazing thing you will ever know, own. Excuse me. Your body is the most amazing thing you will ever own. So we need to treat it that way. I heard something recently and it stuck with me. That your purpose in life is not to love yourself, but to love being yourself. 
And that's exactly what I'm doing. I am learning to love being myself because I'm a badass woman. Thank you so much for being here and for listening to another episode of Redefining Anger. If this resonated with you in any way, I would be so grateful if you would share this episode or the podcast with a friend, a family member, anyone that you believe may benefit from it also. If you want to stay connected, you can find me on Instagram at runningongrit at running.on.grit and follow along my journey. Do you have a story to share? A voice that's aching to be heard? Send me a DM and let's get a conversation going. My information can also be found in the show notes. I look forward to connecting with you.